0: Three months after I got my CPA license, I quit my job and moved to Thailand to focus on uh, building websites and, um, you know, building my own business. And it was basically, you know, teaching people all the stuff I wish somebody would have told me before I started studying for the exam.
1: Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Today we have Bryce Welker, who's the founder of Crush Empire. Bryce is somebody I met through a mutual friend at a event, at an EO event. Uh, Bryce, how's it going? Going
0: great, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Basically, my background is in accounting, so I got an accounting degree in in college and then went on to the glamorous job of bookkeeper slash accountant for about a year and a half and um, ended up getting my CPA license and uh, realized that wasn't the path for me. It wasn't quite as glamorous as I've hoped and um, was tired of basically busting my ass and not really getting compensated for it. So uh, three months after I got my CPA license, I quit my job and moved to Thailand to focus on uh, building websites and, um, you know, building my own business. And so before I quit my job, I, I started crush the CPA exam.com and uh, just kind of dabbling in WordPress and figuring out how to build websites. And it was basically, you know, teaching people all the stuff I wish somebody would have told me before I started studying for the exam. And, um, you know, as soon as that site made about a thousand dollars a month, I decided like, you know, I could live in Thailand off of that. So I'm going to move there and bootstrap this thing and, and give it a real go so Um, moved out there. And uh, once I was able to focus all my energy on that, it really started to grow. And so through trial and error with SEO and web design and all sorts of mistakes I made, it turned into, you know, a year later, I was making more money than I I was making at the accounting firm. Uh, And I I basically used all the things I learned about digital marketing uh, through that website um, to scale that those skills into, you know, 20 other websites in the test prep and online education space. Um, and basically, it'd be websites about helping people pass whatever exam they're about to take, helping them find uh, the study materials that best fit their learning style, um, that's within their budget, and just trying to help out people in that way. And so um, the company Crush Empire is actually uh, the parent company. It, it owns um, you know, over 20 different websites and continuing to build more now. Um, so that's kind of where I, I, uh, started and where I've kind of gone since. Awesome. Great. And, and what do
1: revenues look like today for crush empire total
0: this year? We're, we're on track to break to the 2 million mark. Um, so revenues, uh, definitely grown a lot over the last, you know, six months. Um, basically I was a one man show up until about six months ago. Um, and I moved back from Thailand, you know, a year and a half ago with, you know, I kind of capped out on growth in Thailand because it's 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 hard to do work overseas because you're always on the phone with people in the U.S. Uh, there's not a lot of talent. And uh, I kind of reached my peak there. So I decided to move back to the U.S., build a team, get an, an office with you know people in-house and really um, scale the business that way. So I actually started doing that about six months ago. And since then, now we have 11 full time employees in-house. Um, hiring for a few more positions now. And also we have, you know, about a dozen regular freelancers we use. Um, And revenue just in the last six months has grown over 100%. So by doing that, it's it's actually, you know, it's turned out much better than I even anticipated. And uh, for the foreseeable future, it it definitely seems like we're going to be able to keep up that kind of growth.
1: Awesome. So, last six months or so, you guys have grown a hundred percent. How about before that? How, how long did it take you to get to the million dollar mark? Uh, you said you're a one man shop.
0: Right. So, last year was the first time I, I got to the million dollar mark, and it took about um, I guess that would be three and a half or four years to get there, and then was able to double that in six months. So, um, it's been pretty amazing, you know, having a team in house and you know just hiring really smart people that can contribute more than just their skill set but also their ideas and, um, you know, things that we can use to experiment on. And so that's been kind of, I I wanted to build a business where it was the company I would want to work for that I would wake up and be like, yes, you know, they're giving me opportunities to make more money to um, my ideas will actually get put into play. I'll have a voice. And so one of the things we, we do is that we reward people's ideas. So Um, we use Slack and one of our channels is, um, or we use Trello and Slack, like most, a lot of entrepreneurs do it very useful. And, um, we basically have an experiments board where people will post, uh, ideas they have about things that we can implement in the company, um, to grow, to grow revenue or also just to grow, you know, or improve the business somehow. And so all the employees every week will put up their experiments and it could ha- have something to do with some sort of marketing campaign we haven't thought of, some new angle, some new partnership, uh, but something that we can actually put into play and test and see from a, uh, a numbers standpoint, you know, what's the ROI on this? Is it working uh, or is it not working? And so just for people's ideas, I'll pick, you know, two people a week on average, their ideas, and I'll, you know, I'll give them a bonus. Um Typically, it's, you know, a hundred dollar bonus or there's there's other things, too, that we do. But it it really incentivizes people to, you know, you know, dig deep into their own knowledge and um, bring ideas to the table. So now it's not just my ideas, how we're growing. It's people with all sorts of different skill sets contributing. And we're actually putting them into play. And then after we put them into play, we we track their experiments and say, okay, after two or three weeks or however much. It takes to get a you know a good sample size. Did this experiment work? Yes or no? Or did it ex- did it work better than we uh, planned? Is it is it actually something that could be could take off? And if it's the answer is yes, then we double down and put lots of resources into it and scale that experiment out into a much bigger um, much bigger way. I guess so. That's been one of the re- the main reasons I think we've been able to grow so fast is because. The knowledge of the entire team as a whole um, and, and being able to communicate together all of our ideas um, has really just really been a multiplier for the business. Great. So it sounds like the team team's a huge part of it. Obviously,
1: everybody talks about it all the time. So the of the $2 million in revenue that Crush Empire did, uh, I guess what percent of that was from your Crush to CPA exam um, website?
0: Roughly about 50 percent. Um, so, I mean… Uh, originally obviously it was a hundred percent and my goal has been to kind of diversify um, over time and that's that's kind of what we're working on now well we're going back and doubling down where the low-hanging fruit is where there's opportunities but also you know expanding into new websites and new revenue sources and coming out with our own digital products um, and so those are kind of seeds we've recently planted that will you know bloom over the next year I imagined into um, you know take bringing on a lot more revenue as part of, um, total percentage wise. Um, but yeah, right now, right now it's about 50%.
1: Great. And so in terms of customer acquisition, I
0: mean, what's working really well for you guys right now? What's one effective thing that that just kills it for you? Yeah. So my, my background, I guess, is in SEO. So 95% of our traffic is from SEO. Um, and you know, Back in the day I, I built the website and I didn't know how to people get, get people to it. So I would like literally write individual emails to each of the accounting society or ex- accounting club um, from each of the universities. And I just have a templated email and I would send out like hundreds of these emails just hoping one person would convert. And then after I realized that was just not a scalable process, um I started experimenting with SEO stuff. And so The problem was there's just a lot of information out there on the Internet that just isn't very accurate or it's people talking about about it that aren't actually making money. And so um, I basically took it under my core competency to actually put up, do a bunch of case studies and a bunch of different tests about what does actually work, what doesn't actually work. Um, And so that's kind of how all of our traffic has uh, where the bulk of it comes from, uh, now we're starting to get into paid ads, which I'm really excited about because it's sort of an untapped uh, traffic source. And we're seeing good ROI on it from a from a smaller scale right now. And so we're really dialing that in. And so we can turn on that faucet once we get all those ROI numbers in. Got it. And so for your, your I
1: guess, majority of your traffic right now is organic. Uh, how much traffic are you guys getting per month right now?
0: Roughly on, on all our sites, 150,000 to 200,000 people a month. Wow, that's a lot. Um, yeah, it's 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 not as much as some of the, the bigger plays. The, the, the thing about our traffic is it's highly targeted. So we target very, very buyer-intensive keywords like best XYZ, top XYZ, uh, review-related terms. So the bulk of our traffic isn't from stuff that people are just in the informational um, part of the buying cycle where they're just researching. It's actually when they're at the very end of that funnel where they've got their credit card out and they just want to know which one is the best what how how can i compare the best choices side by side and we that's kind of where we come in
1: so it sounds like the the content that you're putting together is is more middle of the funnel or bottom of the funnel where they're ready to make a decision and then it, that's how you guys kind of go about your content strategy is that what it
0: is yeah exactly and i mean and now that you know we have a bigger team we're actually focusing on building out that um that buyer cycle or that that funnel so now, um, for example, we want when somebody's you know, in college looking for, uh, let's use CPA as an example, a CPA exam prep course, um, you know, the type in best CPA exam prep course, and we help them find the right course for that. And we get um, that's our first revenue source. So after they get the, past their CPA exam, um, now they're looking for a better job. So we're starting to get into um, kind of recruitment and job placement. Um, and so we helped them find a job now that they have their CPA exam. And then two years later, you have to renew your CPA, uh, license with all these continuing education credits and courses. Um, so now we're going to be offering those same people continuing education. So instead of just hitting them on, on a one-time purchase where they're just buying the course, we're starting to expand that cycle with the same user and same customer and, uh, have multiple revenue points. Great. And so at the very top of
1: the funnel, I mean, how much, how does it work? You know, are you driving people, I guess, tell me how the funnel works and how much you're charging at the top of the funnel.
0: Well, basically we, we just get a commission. So the, the, the majority of our revenue is affiliate based commission or lead generation commission. So there's not, there's not so much a, a funnel. And as far as that goes, it's more about just getting people to the site and then converting them into a, a, a customer. Right, Because there's a bunch of CPA exams they can take online, right? Exactly. So we're more, we offer, um, insights about each of those different courses. And the thing about um, all the test prep, LSAT, MCAT, GRE, there's all these different courses and companies and they all have different offerings and they all claim to be the best. But it's, it comes down to, you know, the best for one person is not the best for the other. It depends on your learning style. Um, you know, do you like watching videos or do you prefer to read textbook and do multiple choice questions? So our value kind of comes in where we try to help people find a course that's the best fit for them. Okay. So it sounds like you guys probably
1: have like a comparison page and there's a lot of different courses out there. So I, I guess, you know, how much on average are people paying for these courses and what does your commission look like as a, as as an affiliate?
0: Yeah, you know, it ranges vastly from 3% uh, commissions for the, 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 you know, the the least paying partners all the way up to, you know, now we're negotiating up to 50% commissions for some of the the newer partners. So it, it really just depends on the niche and that, you know, the commissions could range from $10 to $250. Um, and so, it, it, it's very uh niche specific i would say got
1: it. it it makes sense because you know you you talked about we talked about before this you know you you've done a lot of affiliate marketing in the past but in, at a certain point you realize you have to build out your own team you have to build out your own products that way um you're diversifying and then you're not you're not just betting everything on on, on
0: one uh one source of income right exactly and so another way that i've sort of diversified our revenue stream is um I I started another business, which is a a separate business that is also under. Uh, it's called Crush Offers, and it's an affiliate network. So it's um I was having a lot of people come into my sites starting a few years ago saying. Hey, I want to be on your site. I don't have an affiliate program. How can I, how can I be work with you? And so I used to like source them out to, you know, the big affiliate networks like LinkShare or commission junction. Um, and they all came back to me with the same kind of, um, objection or, or or pain point, which was, look, we're a small to medium sized company. This whole affiliate marketing thing is new to us. Um, and they charge three to $5,000 just to join, like before they even know if it's going to work. And they're like, I just don't, I don't know if I'm ready to do that. So, I started Crush Offers as an alternative solution, basically saying, look, it's free to join. It's performance based only. Uh, if we're going to send you traffic, if it converts into customers, great. We both make money. If it doesn't, then you didn't lose anything. And so that's kind of taken uh, some legs of its own recently as we've grown as, as a company. Um, and so now we're, you know, we don't do any outbound, you know, marketing for that at all. It's all just it's, it's kind of like a private network originally, but now it's moving towards more of a, open to the public network. Um, and it's people just coming to us that say, Hey, I want to be on your sites. How can we work together? And then now we have a way to facilitate that. And so basically we have revenue from the affiliate network plus revenue from the affiliate commissions with both separate companies.
1: It sounds like you have a lot, uh, lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. You guys are diversifying right now. And this is something I I struggle with uh, sometimes on my end. It's basically the the question, there's always new stuff coming up. You know, how do you focus? So with all the stuff that you have going on, how do you stay focused?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great, great question. And something that uh, I struggled with a lot this year as as we've grown. And um, what what we're doing now that's working really well is um, we're we're figuring out, okay, so we're doing a three-month sprint. And we have very focused efforts in the next three months saying this is the lowest hanging fruit. If we can accomplish these tasks over the next three months, we can grow by roughly 25 to 30 percent. And it's going after the things that can have an immediate impact on revenue and growth. Um, we have there's a lot of things that are kind of like seeds you plant and, you know, it'll come into fruition later on. But um recently we've had the team focus on the stuff that I know is going to have an immediate impact on the, on the revenue, on the bottom line. And, uh, we seem to be making really fast progress on that now because not just me being so scattered, the team was kind of feeling scattered because we had all these different initiatives going on. And so basically hiring people to handle, um, all these, the various little seed projects that we're starting, um, and then kind of owning that. And then the rest of the company as a team focusing on our main three-month sprint priority tasks. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm
1: new, I'm assuming you're, you might be hiring some people coming out of college. You know, you're in La Jolla, where I went to school. Um, maybe, maybe you're pulling people out of UCSD. So are these people, uh, you, you train them up to become, you know, great uh, general marketers, and then they can
0: kind of manage projects? Or how does that look in general? Yeah, so, I mean, originally, uh, as we've grown, we've kind of started, we hired more people with broad skill sets that had, you know, a whole suite of digital marketing skills. Um, And now that we've kind of gotten bigger, we can hire more strategically for specific positions. Uh, For example, director of analytics uh, was one of our recent hires where they're strictly, you know, higher level looking at the broad number type of thing. numbers and telling us, look, there's opportunity here. Let's go down that path. Um, But we also are hiring interns right now. Um, So we've as an intern, we bring them in and we expose them to all the different departments, I guess they're not really departments. it's pretty flat here, but it's um, you know they'll, they'll work with the SEO team for a couple of weeks, and then they'll work with the web development guys for a couple of weeks, and then the content creation guys for a couple of weeks. And so it kind of exposes them to a lot of things, and then um, just seeing where they thrive and where they actually you know enjoy being, um, that's kind of where they'll you know initially kind of fall into.
1: Yeah, that's a great structure. So for the interns, uh, how much are you paying them typically when they come in? And also for the broad marketers, you're talking about how much are you paying them when they're coming in?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on their position. For an intern, it's, uh, you know, starts at $15 an hour. And it's basically a three month trial to see if, you know, this company is a good fit for you. And, um, and you know, I'm, I'm big into finding out, you know, I want my employees to be happy. I want them to look forward to coming to work every day because then they're way more productive. I'm not I don't micromanage or check to make sure they they're you know they're clocking in and out for lunch at the exact same time you know like uh not so worried about you know how many hours they're working as for uh, i mean obviously there's a baseline but it's more it's more about how effective are they when they're working and so um you, you know the internship is just co- sort of a, to see if it's a good fit the the people i'm bringing for marketing you know it ranges from You know, 45,000 to 80,000, depending on their experience, their expertise, and, you know, what they can bring to the table. Love it.
1: Okay, cool. Sounds like you have a good mix going on. Uh, I'd love to dive back into, I guess, earlier days of the business. Tell me one big struggle you faced while growing Crush Empire.
0: Initially, the biggest struggle this year was, you know, how do I streamline my hiring process? Because I've never done that before. Um, and how do I do that in a way where it doesn't suck up all of my time and I'm still able to work on the business? Um, and so, you know, we use a couple of really great tools that uh, has enabled us to do that. Uh, workable is one, uh, Spark Hire is the other. And basically, this is our our, our format now that as my time is so limited uh, into finding a really good A player to add to the team. Um, But it also gives us a huge pool of candidates. And so, you know, we use Workable to post our job application or our job listings that pushes it out to about 12 different job boards like Monster, Indeed, all of the main ones. Um, And so typically we, we look to get about at least 150 resumes in the door for that position. Um, and that's just all inside of one dashboard. So it'll pull all the applications from all these different job boards into one simple dashboard. Uh, Workable is pretty expensive, right? How much do you pay for it a month? I think it's a uh, hundred or 130,
1: something like that. Um, Cause when I tried it out, it was, uh, it was like 500 bucks a month or something like that, which is definitely worth it if you're looking to hire a lot. But uh, you know, at the point, at that point, we're only looking for like two people.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's much more affordable now. Um, So, I mean, that's I can post up to five jobs at a time, which is good because we always have a pop. We think we have three of them up there right now. Um, And so, yeah, so it's about 100, 100 bucks a month. And then after we get 150 resumes in the door, um, then we pick out. Basically, I'll have my uh, executive assistant go through all the resumes and make qualify all of them for the skill sets. And then about the top twenty to twenty-five percent of those resumes will send them um, a one-way video interview via Spark Hire. So Spark Hire allows you to basically send out uh, a link to the candidates you're interested in, and they log into their computer and um basically it's just a set of seven questions, and they just hit record and it'll use their, you know, their computer's camera built into their computer and it'll videotape them answering your seven simple questions, but they only have 60 seconds to answer each one. And so this allows us for, the biggest thing this allows us to do is not waste time bringing, you know, 50 people in for in-person interviews because we were able to see really quickly whether they fit our culture. So we check for cultural fit a lot with these videos because you can see a lot about someone's personality and by their answers, what type of person they are. So one of our biggest values is lifetime learner or lifelong learner. And so uh, one of our questions we ask, you know, in these Spark Hire videos, there's usually seven questions and, you know, most of them are technical about the job position we're hiring. But, you know, one of them is always what what great books have you read lately? And that gives me a really big insight into, is this person a lifelong learner? Do they enjoy reading? Do they enjoy learning? Um, and so you can really get to see, uh, you know, kind of the behind the scenes about somebody. Another question we asked, which is just for fun, and it's kind of, you know, some people ask it, and it's it's a really lighthearted question, and it's not really about the answer, and it's, it's what is your favorite animal? And this question is is mostly to see how people react, because some people, like, take it really serious, and like, my favorite animal is the elephant because I'm big and bold and strong, but uh, uh, you know, it's more about, it it kind of is not such a serious question. So a lot of people relax during this question and you get to see their personality and how they act when there's not such a technical question on the board. Um, You know, how, how are they really, if I brought them in for an in-person interview, how are they actually going to be if I hire them interacting with my employees? Um, So that's been a really effective way for us to kind of figure out if they're a cultural fit and also if they can answer the technical question skills. And then out of those 20 to 25% that get those video interviews, we'll bring in the top three candidates for in-person interviews. So now my time actually to hire for each position is now you know roughly three hours um, to find an A player with over 150 candidates submitted originally. And it, this, is, this has really helped us to streamline our onboarding uh, with, with new employees.
1: Love it, love it, love it. Cool, man. I'm going to have to check out both. Uh, I actually know, you know, the funny thing is that the founder of Spark Hire actually went to UCSD nearby. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Random story. But anyway, I'm um, going to have to check out that process. I think it's really good that you're able to streamline it like that. So a question for you. How old are you at the moment?
0: I'm 31. 31. Okay. What's one piece of advice you give to your 22-year-old self? Uh, 22-year-old self. I was uh, still in college enjoying the five-year plan, so... I would say um, I would say just start learning how to code and start learning how to build web websites and experimenting with, you know, web development type of stuff. Um, And I would say I didn't start learning web development until I was 26. And so um, and that's my first website was basically just me trying to figure it out. So if I could go back, I would say just start right now. (laughs) All right. What's
1: one just one must read book you'd recommend to everyone?
0: Um what's one must read book, one that I've I've gone back to quite often, um, and I guess it would be good for kind of your audience of entrepreneurs and, and tech related, not marketing type of people. It would be uh Influence, the psychology of persuasion, uh Robert Caldini, I believe, is the author. And it's uh just such a great book about timeless marketing and sales sort of tactics and strategies based on the psychology of humans. Um and i just love the whole psychology side of marketing and that's kind of what drew me into want to become a marketer and uh, really dive in deep is why do people act the way they do you know why does you know this offer perform better than this offer if you just change one word and so i'm always split testing this stuff as far as seeing the click-through rates and conversion rates with uh copy as well as design and so this book just talks about it was written like 30 years ago And the stuff he's talked about is like so relevant even to like modern day marketing tactics and skills. And so if you can implement the stuff in this book in your own business, then you're going to see, you know, you're going to see a positive influence somewhere.
1: Awesome. Well, Bryce, this has been fantastic. What's the best way for our people to find you
0: online? Um, You can find me. um, I guess you could find me. uh, Best way to be email, Bryce at CrushEmpire.com. Uh, this probably will I'll be the most responsive. Awesome. Bryce, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, it was, it was fun, Eric. Thanks, man.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.